and a mouse keep running, running and 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 running, running and. And welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, and we are at episode 78. I believe that's Anthony Munoz's number, so we'll go back Bruce to Smith. Some Bruce Smith, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who, who's that? Yeah, hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> who's that guy? Uh, but yes, this is episode 78. It is Former the, Redskin, I think you'd remember Yeah, he him, was right? a Redskin. He, he, that was when uh, Daniel Snyder was signing anybody that was good five years before. Yeah. Dion he had a super was on team that. of like 36 year olds that oh, yeah. one year. Remember? Dion was on the team. Uh, there was yep. some crazy deal going on there. But yes, this is the weekend edition. And I will just tell you a couple things before we jump into the books tonight. We have a website where we tried to review and almost did review every single book this week. The, the big ones that are going to be kind of the blind spot for all of us the X Man titles. That yes. Those are things that it doesn't seem like as many people are reading uh, amongst I our friends. I certainly am not. Yeah, and if you go over to weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, you can read all the reviews. It's me, Brandon, Dispatch, DCU, or Dispatch MCU. He's just Dispatch on there, I yes. saw. Uh, we have Andrew on Belfast, Walt Gator, Wolf Cypher. We have a bunch of people doing reviews, and, and we're kind of doing it in a way where it, you're going to get people on books different each time. I said I'd rather have it that way. People just grab whatever books they're doing. We fill in the spaces, get some different opinions, but if you go over there i think that if you go over there knowing the stuff from the dc side of things you will see that there's a little more positivity we're, we're liking a lot yes, more lately. books lately than we would for the dc side uh and that goes all the way up and down all the way to me i, I am enjoying a lot i have a lot more books that i'm looking forward to reading and reviewing on Marvel's side than the DC side at this point. Now that will probably flip flop at points and stuff. Yeah, it like always that. does. It does. But right now, I'm having a lot of fun with the Marvel stuff. And if you want to hear more shows, uh, Marvel, DC, indie comics stuff, uh, uh, non-comic stuff, you can go over to our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash weird science, where we talk about all sorts of comic stuff. Uh, the Marvel side, we have a Marvel spotlight where we talk about two books each week. And this week we had, was it Savage Avengers this week? I can't even yes. remember. What no, 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 no. It was, what was uh, oh, friend, oh, shoot. Now, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. In Star Wars. Yeah, it was Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man and Boba Fett. Boba uh, Fett, The yes. age of, uh, yeah, age of rebellion Boba Fett, number <laughs> one, and Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number six, I believe is the number that was. But if you want to go over and read, and if you want to talk about positivity, if you haven't heard from the other show, we probably mentioned this as well, I don't remember, me and you both gave it a perfect score. We actually yes, gave it a perfect got score. Tens, 10 first out of 10s. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. the first 10s that I've given out years. 
and it, you know, Boba Fett, I think I gave an eight, but Friendly Neighborhood Spider number six gave a 10 out of 10. You gave it, a, you convinced me by the end, only because every time I read that book, I, I cried. Including pretty yeah. much while we were on the podcast, I got choked yeah. up a bit yeah, as I, well. I even said, like, even if you know what's coming, like, it still kind of does get you right in the throat. It does. And so even if you don't go over and, and subscribe to the Patreon, we'd love it if you did. And just a last mention, if you do sign up, we don't charge you right away. You do have to put your credit card information in, but you won't be charged right away. And if you quit before June 1st, if you don't like what you hear, you don't think there's enough there, you can quit. You'll never be charged. So there's that. But I'll tell you, even if you don't go and listen to our review of that on Patreon or you don't even go over, I believe that uh, Dispatch might have reviewed that on the site. Uh, If you don't even go over there to read his review, I think that you should still go and buy that issue. I give that issue my stamp of approval. Also to the point where if you sit there and say, well, I didn't read the other five issues of, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, this is pretty much, and it might be number five. I'm saying six now. It, no, it I seems think it like, is six. Okay, well, no, it, you're right. It is a one shot type deal. Last that issue all, was kind of like a one shot ish type thing yeah. too with Aunt May. Yeah, this one though, anybody can read it if you even have any sort of any idea of who Spider Man is. I mean, to the point where you don't have to know anything else except oh spider-man there you go you have enough and and i think you'll get the feels from that it's really good but we're here tonight on the weekend to talk about four books two of which weren't released this week they were released last saturday because of the free comic book day stuff that we did say eventually we would get to them uh you ended up uh sending me a message because we were going to do actually these free comic book days as a bonus spotlight on Patreon. And we we hadn't gotten to it yet or whatever. And then you sent me a note and you're like, well, what are we going to talk about on the weekend? There, <laughs> know, there's no books left. Week. Because we yeah. ended up doing, you know, a bunch of books on uh, Thursday night on the regular weekly podcast. Then we had the two books on the Patreon uh, spotlight. And there's not a lot of books. Now, there's other books that came out. There's stuff that me and you aren't, you know, following or reading at the moment as well, like a Captain America. Stuff like that. Yeah, throw, eight, well, maybe cover the last X-Man issue of stuff. Deadpool Spider Man, which was uh, number 50. Speaking of which, uh, as we go through this, there are a couple other issues that I've read. I did read that issue. Uh, I was going to say at the last second we could cover it. I, I decided, nah, we, we don't need to since we hadn't been. Yeah, it's a we fun issue. It it's, it's a fun issue. I, I think that it, when we're done, you should go read it. You, you'll get yeah, a kick. I've been in and out of enjoying that series, like depending on who's writing it because it switched yeah. hands a bunch of times times and stuff but yep. uh it's it's always something i kind of come come wandering back to when i need some fun yeah and, and it is a issue that plays now you have deadpool in it so you kind of get a little bit of a wink wink or you even can do this where it's all about the book being canceled, why it was canceled, like stuff like that. And yeah. in that, you had had the fourth wall being taken away. That is back. Now, all that stuff kind of comes. I read it without ever reading any of the other issues. I, I had fun with it. I, I yeah. actually think there's a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of uh, phony covers. You have Gwenpool uh, there reading comics to try to get them back into the continuity and make things happen <laughs> in a way. It's real fun. And uh, it is it, one of the best things of it is it's the villain. I'm not going to you know spoil things. The villain ends up being very meta, but in the point where Robbie Thompson's the writer, and at one point they even point out, hey, doesn't Robbie Thompson write this book? And then there's the thing of basically – 
yeah, the third best Thompson at, at the at Marvel. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Also, at yeah. one point, you have uh, the editor's notes where Deadpool can read them, and he's happy that they're back because, again, they lost that fourth wall and stuff like that. So, De- hey, I'm glad you're back. Hey, thanks a lot there, Wade. And they're talking to each other. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it yeah, pokes it fun. Cool. It pokes fun at a lot of things. It even has a point where you have the uh, characters, not Spider-Man this time, but pointing at each other because they look alike yeah they they have that whole thing yeah Yeah. the meme and they even have it where they're pointing like hey i love your haircut i'm looking at it now and then wade's like hey listen deadpool's like listen can you just do this in a plain panel without any writing so that we can have a meme with this and then okay whatever they do it it's fun (laughs) it really is fun and actually now that i'm looking at it i'm I'm upset that we're not talking about it it even has the thing just as the deal and this will be the last this is a mini review and if if i'm gonna review it on the site and i'm giving it at least an eight five i may even go higher as i go but (laughs) even the cover is funny because the cover has spidey and Deadpool there and the Grim Reaper with his sickle around <laughs> both of them. And you have Spidey's like, my Spidey senses are tingling. And you have Deadpool like, come on, we made it to issue 50. What could go wrong? Uh, it's, yeah, they so should have used the giant hook like when they yeah. cancel things on yeah. stage well, back in and, the day. And that just the, yeah, that would have been good. Uh, just the other last bit. There's a lot of fun with it, like I said. But the last bunch of pages – if you want to know what some of these guys look like, editors, writers, letters, things like that, uh, the last bunch of pages are actually live action shots of everybody that was involved in the book because Robbie Thompson has gone missing and they're trying <laughs> to find him. I mean, you even have uh, Joe Sabino, who, you know, the letterer, and he's yeah. on there with his cat. It's it's pretty cool. Actually, I, I, it, it, I liked it enough. And I remember and I, I wish I could remember who it was who told us it might have been Jacob with a K. Uh, maybe it was him. Somebody told us we should go back and read a bunch of the Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man I, I read Deadpool. it from one to probably issue almost 26, 27, yeah. some, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, you were reviewing a bunch it. on the, yeah. uh, on the back DC in the site. Day on the DC yeah, site. Yeah, before we had the Marvel site when we were just doing Marvel reviews on Mondays. Uh, I remember you doing that. And actually, when we started doing the Marvel stuff, I was like, is that still that book? Because it seemed yeah, like it so is. long ago. Yeah, I mean, it's Never let things go that long. It went through a couple relaunches. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's worth it. Like I said, there's a mini review for you right there. I'd say 8.5. The art's really good, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of poking fun. Now, some people might be like, boy, they they really go heavy with it. I thought it was funny. But we're going to go to the first official book of the night, and these are going to be the first half of this before we get to the mail section, are going to be the free comic book day stuff. Uh, Like I said, I started this whole deal. We were going to do this as a Patreon exclusive. We decided not to because we didn't have a lot of other books going on. Uh, Dispatch told us we should catch up on uh, Savage Sword of Conan. Uh, I did not get a chance to, no. uh, but I'm going to. Yeah. I was even going to do it before he even said it. That's the Jerry uh, Dugan one because he, he yeah. DM'd me earlier in the week and I had to clarify because I forgot Jason Aaron was writing the other one and, and there's the even other a one, third yeah. one. He likes, yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, there's a third one. That third one's kind of like the forgotten one, it seems. Yes. Uh, that, but I have, um, because we are so impressed and so into Jerry Dugan suddenly, uh, I was already planning. I had already had a peg to read the Savage. So I think it is Savage Sword of Conan. Yeah, Conan's. Savage Sword. And, uh, uh, 
And Dispatch ended up, he's like, hey, is anybody reviewing that? I'm reviewing it. We're not even reading it, but I'm planning. He went and and read it all. He said he read it all fairly quickly because it was so good and loved it. I think this last issue, he gave a 9.6. That's how much he liked it on the site. But then he caught up with Jason Aaron's Conan, Conan the Barbarian, and loved that as well. So he's big on Conan suddenly. That's what I've read two issues of, but I haven't continued that. Yeah, I did too. And it's cool because there's a guy who's been reading a bunch of books. He's kind of just getting back into a lot of things or trying out some new things as well. And all of a sudden, he's all fired up for Conan. And that's why I'm telling you, going into this, I just finished recording uh, the DC podcast and where I have people yelling at me over there they, you know there's some people that are miserable everybody's you know crying and moaning and stuff like that including me and then i come over to the marvel stuff everybody's fired up and excited even with people complaining about say the war of the realms being too much there's a lot well, of so, other some of the benefit with. too is like marvel publishes so many titles if there's not that's something if there's something you're definitely yeah. going to find that suits your interest i mean we're, we're going to have a book tonight that is basically only on the podcast because it's a hundred percent Jim book. It's going to yeah, be a book definitely. that's not for everybody, but that's one that I liked and we needed some books. So I, I wanted to highlight it at least once and get you to read at least one issue. That's kind of a one shot anyway, but yeah, we're going to go to yeah, it. Was. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm I telling you, lost, it's, a, it's a fun not. book. It's a, there's no. a lot of introductions and stuff to characters yeah. in it. So. And there's a, it's a fun book, but we're going to go and you'll see what that is later. Uh, but we're going to start with the free comic book day spider-man book and i'm gonna let you take care of the blurbs and the credits and all that stuff because you're the spider-man guy yes we got well the first half is going to be the venom part of everything and we got written by donny cates art by ryan stegman who's back jp meyer on inks frank martin on colors vcs clayton cowles as the letterer and then i'll do the spider-man part uh here as well and we'll just flow right into that because there's not much to that one but no no uh that's spider-man and miles uh selena and mid and tom taylor uh cory smith on pencils jay liston on inks david Carell on colors and vcs clayton cowles neither really gives us uh much of a blurb and and we jump into the venom story with just eddie being interrogated and you're almost like here it is Uh, even before yeah even before that you get the whole idea the first half is the venom deal this is full out hey guys if you didn't know we have a carnage event coming up this summer yeah you know carnage is gonna hit carnage is gonna hit hard the second one with the spider-man which i hope and i was gonna wait until we talked about it but i'll just say it quick i hope that how they did this was saladin ahmed and tom Taylor just jump back and forth writing dialogue at each other the way you know pretending they're Spider-Man Miles and Peter (laughs) because basically and for me that one is a two for one hey guys we have these Spider-Man books going on and here's the characters and check them out you know that's more of an advertisement just to hey go check out the Miles book go check out Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man like that it's not really setting up too much except for that Um, but yeah the carnage bit set up and like you said Eddie is in jail Uh, he's being interrogated and it really throws you off because of what's going on in the regular book we saw him and then what trying to put that together with what's going on in War of the Realms (laughs) especially 
Yeah. And and so basically he's there and he's saying, you know, in a little interrogation or whatever this is. And he's like, hey, listen, you know, Carnage is back. Cletus Cassidy is alive. He has no, he's going to get all these people. Uh, we got to get these guys. We got to get the X-Men, the Avengers, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man. We got to get them. And like, well, well, what are they going to do? What are they going to do to fight this imaginary God that you're claiming? What? No, no, we don't want them to fight him. They need to hide. There's big <laughs> trouble. And then, you know, you have these, uh, you know, guys, these uh, security guys, yeah. cops there, uh, war, you know, at the deals, like, well, should we send this to the feds? Should we send this there? He looks crazy. And like, yeah, yeah, maybe we should. And, you know, where are they going to put him? You know, are they going to put him in the raft? Are they going to put him in the deal? They're like, no, no, no. He's not venom anymore. Minus he's symbiote, not this yeah. stuff. Yeah, he just goes to Rikers. And Rikers is bad. But he's there. And this is very quick. And he's it there. Is. And He runs into Lee ha- Price. Yep, Lee Price shows up. Who had the and symbiote ha- in between um, yep. Flash and Eddie getting it back. Yeah. And we had him a little earlier in in the whole uh, deal where he kind of got pointed out he has this big Venom tattoo still, <laughs> and he's there. And the it's, whole it's idea almost is like, weird. Does don't they almost make it seem like I know they pulls it out of whatever's left in yeah. him? Carnage pulls it out yeah. of him, but yeah. doesn't he yeah, play it off like he can turn into Venom yeah. at any point? This is the thing. This is this is Carnage, like you said. This, yes, this is a whole ruse, and and what the where the first wink wink is that. It's not Eddie. It's the idea of he, he really just came to us and, and seemed like he wanted to go yeah, to turned jail. himself in. Yeah, he did. And and where you get the roundabout deal at the end is basically he is going to get the parts of all the different venoms. Anybody who had venom before, he's going to go and rip out whatever remnants remain. And that's why he he's saying at the spine. beginning. Yeah, and that's why he's saying at the beginning, you know, I need the X-Men. I need the Avengers. He has ideas of who he needs to get and what to do uh, because when he's in jail, you do have Lee. And I I just – I don't know. I think Lee's just kind of – just talking I think some he crap uses because it he was as an venom. intimidation factor. Yeah, yeah I, I just think that prison. he might even say like, "Hey, don't get." It's one of those like, "You get me mad, I'm going to turn into venom," and then finally somebody's going to be like, "Listen, you've been here 20 years, you haven't turned into venom." <laughs> but no, they they don't know though because right. a lot of these guys would have known. Now they're doing this. I, the only thing that throws me off here is if Lee's going to talk the crap, you know, he's going to talk the talk. Well, you kind of might be wary that that also could happen with Eddie, yeah. you know, without him knowing what and how. I don't know if everybody knows in prison that he doesn't have the symbiote anymore. They might have figured it out with the idea of he wouldn't be here. But then why would Lee be here? You know right. what I mean? Yeah, if no. that's the case. So I'd be a little scared of Eddie anyway. Um, but he's with still a this, big dude as well. I mean, he- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So Lee's like, you know, you, you know who I am, you know, say it here. Uh, and, they, you know, Eddie just starts laughing. And it's again, it's not Eddie. Eddie's just laughing like, what are you laughing at? You don't know who I am, whatever. And then he just, boom, the eyes swirl. He starts laughing and just rips out the venom in him. He just reaches in. And it's funny, too, because it looks like at one point I thought he reached into his crotch, but he he ended up, you know, going through his chest. It's a a weird deal because that leg is there, but he just pulls it out. And then as it's going, he's like, you know, that that's kind of funny. And then he goes with the, hey, everybody, you're going to be a star. You see what Eddie Brock did today? That's right. All right. So also that's Sets the thing. Sets up is, Eddie, yeah. Yeah, any sort of frames footage him. shows, yeah, frames Eddie with that. 
And then you get the idea, everything. And even says the the catchphrase is, how about a little carnage as he's ripping through people? He's heading off to try to, you know, get everybody. And and that whole, you know, the uh, no one's safe or whatever they, they have as the carnage deal, absolute carnage, everyone's a target. Well, you see that the first target, because he goes, kind of gets on uh, uh, a uh, deal, goes Building, out of Rikers, yeah, and the first thing he sees is Spider-Man. Stack. And obviously Spider-Man had some venom. So he's going to try to get it from him right away. And then you have the thing, you know, the little splash page of absolute carnage. Everyone's a target. If you look, you have Logan, you have Eddie, you have these uh, gravestones. Yeah, they there. put the Peter three Parker. big names up front. They yeah. want you to. <laughs> yeah. And again, that's why I was yelling X-Men and stuff like that. He's basically, you know, hey, you know, the, come and get me or, you know, the, you run, but I'm going to get you, whatever. But I, I liked it. Uh, it it's yeah, very quick. Uh, I like the idea that it's only you know eight some pages, six pages. Yeah, really. But in sucks that, Donnie back Cates, into the story yeah. I want to know more yep. about. You and know? Donny Cates sets up a twist in those couple pages. Uh, he ends up having the you know Lee's kind of callback that gets you. And also, if you're gonna have somebody go down in the free comic book day, uh, you know the first guy who's gonna be targeted and take down. Why not make it Lee? Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. He'll be for like. A week yeah. anyway, and nobody cares about him. So yeah, there you go. He he's basically when you have if you had a uh, Suicide Squad and Slipknot's in it, like the movie, yep. you know Slipknot's going. going when, first. If yep. you if you're gonna have this thing, yeah, Lee Price. You, you know, we hardly knew ye in this event, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the event now. Like you said, this reminds me. And Ryan Stegman's art. You're like, oh man, I, I missed yeah, that. It's art. back to so what I missed. That that is right down with the deal. Then we go to the Spider Man deal, and again. <laughs> Again, th- this is not going to blow your mind. No. It, nobody's going to read this. The thing is, though, I think that that's why they did it. I don't think they wanted it. You already have this carnage deal. Yeah, I actually deal. was relieved when I saw the teaser on the front compared to what eventually yeah. does happen. I was like, thank God we're not doing this yeah. again. I'm so yeah. sick of when they do and this because so, yeah, it pops yeah. up every yep. once in a while. Yeah, because at one point they're going to fight. And basically they are. They're going to fight over which pizza is the best in New York. Yep, that's and, what the fight's about. Basically, by the end of this... You're going to go off because even we love Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man and we love it because it's a nice Peter. It's a Peter who, again, it's a neighborhood Peter. You know, it's kind of a cliche to say the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man is friendly and he's in his neighborhood. (laughs) This stresses all that, though, because also just the fact that he loves the pizza that he's always had. But it, it really stresses that Miles, we haven't been as hip on. But this does a good job of showing you Miles in here on what you'd get from there yeah, as well. Because that, of his character, and, and, and the funny yeah. thing about it is, is these books, I, I actually didn't even think about it, but the Miles Morales Spider-Man, the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, are very similar books in the way they go about this street-level thing. You have their daily life, Miles dealing with school, dealing with that, that sort of thing. We even yeah. had, yeah, the girlfriend and stuff like that, and while Peter's dealing with a little bit heavier things with Aunt May having cancer and stuff like that. But because Besides that, it actually is, you know, a good snapshot of what you're going to get in either book. But it also makes me think that people are going to be like, okay, where's that, you know, Miles Peter book? I want to read that one because, you know, they're having some fun. They end up fighting about this pizza and then they end up fighting a villain. I mean, there's enough. They fight the shocker. I like the shocker scene. I do too. It was basically the part of the issue that won me over from being a total eye roller and just being about pizza, like just running into this chance encounter. Yeah, and I'm telling you. 
I don't know what's up with me anymore. I, I would have went all pizza even then. I would have still liked it. I, I'm telling you, as, you have to remember it's a free comic book day and it is an advertisement trying to get people, you know, things in their hands. So they do it well. It, they do it well that you have the fun with the pizza. Then you get the shocker. So you get some action. The art's really good. And yeah, the colors I, like I thought were great. I, I read it on my tablet. The colors are awesome. But the, the kicker to me and the way that it becomes even better than it ever should be is that they continue miles and Peter continue fighting about the pizza and it, it Queens, you know, Brooklyn, and all of a sudden the shocker is like, no, no, he gets involved in the fight. He's like, really? Like you think that's the best pizza is the Sicilian village yeah. in the Bronx. Yeah, and then both that, of them that, go, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's the, the kicker. part that that's won so me over good. from being a total eye roller. The, the whole shocker and stuff. It's so good. And he's like, well, you know, Hey, and it gets the idea going that is the not the twist but the reveal is because the shocker's like man best piece of sicilian village in the bronx been eating there since i was a teenager now get out of my face and they go and i love that miles like he really say the best pizzas in the bronx and then <laughs> spidey's like well he did get hit in the head because they did conk <laughs> yeah, him in the know, head with, like a, with a brick uh so they go off and at first they ate uh, Peter's pizza and then they go off to eat Miles's favorite and then by the end they realize just like the shocker even said that the pizza is more about what you think when you, you know it yeah, reminds you of you being a kid home, basically yeah yeah it makes you think and and I think that that's a really good way to point out because if you, you go with the whole deal too just think how many times in the Miles book is he representing you know Brooklyn. Yeah, he he does it all Says the time. And, and yeah. so he's really proud of that. They even had a couple really, shout outs in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And and Peter, he's big in his neighborhood as well and stuff like that. So it it doesn't just show you the pizza deal. It also shows you why they've stuck around their neighborhood. Now, Miles, he's a little younger. He doesn't have as many options, you know, to kind of get up and leave. But you, you never think he would. Anyway, and they'll always be wanting that section of New York. I think it also was a, a kind of a wink, wink, sly way of, of kind of saying this is why there's more Spider-Man than one in New York. It's one of those almost like the Green Lantern Corps over at DC. Why do we have so many Earth Green Lanterns? It, it would have been a cool. You could even switch this to that side of things, DC side, where you have Guy Gardner say that he likes Earth because he likes the crab cakes in Baltimore. And, you know, how he likes this. So it, it really, to me stresses why they stay and why they're there and why they care so much. I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was a cute little story uh, with enough action with it. Yeah, it's not as important as the Carnage story in the no. first part. Not anywhere close. But I, I did like it. Uh, what did you give this fully uh, as I, a I full like issue? I like this one um, as comparing the two stories together. I like this one better than the Avengers together. Uh, I'm going to give this one an eight overall um, yeah. and, and kind of say this is the must grab because it ties heavily into the Venom story and the Carnage stuff. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going nine mixed in with the, the second half. The there. guy is drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Drunk. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. If you I, got one choice for free comic book day, I would go this one. Uh, a yeah, little bit I, for all family, all ages type thing, you know? Yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it. I, I'll give it a nine. I, I thought it was really good. And you had two different ways of going about it. You have setting up, you know, hype for an event, uh, a big story come out in the summer, but also kind of dialing it back and showing you how cool and how nice and, and fun Miles and Peter can be. So you go off and read those books. Uh, but we're going to go off to the next free comic book day book. 
All right, and that is the free comic book day Avengers book is what we're going to be talking about. And I'll, I'll do the honors here. We have the first story, which is just an Avengers story written by Jason Aaron, art by Stefano Caselli, art by our color art by Eric Asiniega, and letters by VC Corey <laughs> Pettit. And the second story is a Savage Avengers story, uh, which is written by Jerry Dugan, art by Mike Diodato Jr., colors by Frank Martin, and letters by VC. He's Travis Lanham. And again, we're, we're going to have some different things that they're going with with each of these stories. The Avengers story to me, for some reason, though, I will get into it. Jason Aaron seems to want to just throw shade at DC and using <laughs> a free comic book day thing is weird now yeah. some might say it's not really shade because he's saying that he likes the creative people over there it's just a weird deal to use a free comic book day that to yeah, me and, and i'm yeah. telling you free comic book day to me is that you know that great story that you heard back in the day of during world war i think it was world war one actually where they stopped the war to have a soccer game in no man's land because everybody was having you know you had that christmas day where everybody's like Let's stop fighting right now for one day and go. Free comic book day, to me, should be a truce. It should be the Olympics. Wars stop. Yeah, everybody's yeah. celebrating. You're celebrating comics in general, not just and yours. Just want them in people's hands. Yeah. yeah, and so it's a weird deal to go about that. And and again, do I think that it's classless? I wouldn't go that far. I just thought it was a little odd. But in the meantime, I think that the other thing that he's doing, one of the biggest things that we have – complained about the Jason Aaron Avengers is it's scattered. It, it doesn't have a focus a lot of times. We go back and forth. This comic, this little story here kind of points to that. It, it really shows that, but it also in my mind gives you the idea that he's aware of that and that he's going to try to fix that as yeah. well as we go. Also, it reminds you of what all the things are. The The biggest problem I have with this first story is where are the agents of Wakanda? We, we, we have been begging <laughs> for these guys ever since. And you even have, you know, a I new team. I saw him on Twitter at one point uh, to even say, like, yeah, they're cut. More's coming yeah. soon. Oh, like, I'm sure. But I, I, don't I know wish. What it, when soon is I would have rather. Mind, yeah, me, but. I would have rather have had some of them. All of a sudden, you announce a new team even in this that I do like I thought was cool but get the Shire controlled space out of town and put in the agents of Wakanda <laughs> if you ask me but it starts off with Tony Stark and we'll go through this pretty quickly with the idea Tony is in BC times it seems he doesn't yeah, know how transported or why backward. we find out at the end it's the BC's Avengers time that he's in he's there and he's like oh my god you know I'm a guy who's smart I always know what's going on I have no idea where I am when I am what's going on here he has no Wi-Fi. he's trying to figure it out all of a sudden saber tooth tigers are coming at him he doesn't know what's going on now we do see later that he mentions at the beginning y you get little hints there's a dig site Kind of reminded me, I'm like, are we going like the hot shots, Domino hot shots? <laughs> but there was some dig sites, something was found, something that happened after the War of the Realms that ended up teleporting Tony in time. Uh, with that, you end up going then to remind everybody that Namor has his he team. and in that Hot Shots book, speaking yeah, yeah, of it. Yeah. So that maybe up. that's a little tie because he was after that whole deal, but it seems like it might be something else, especially since it's calling out definitely yeah. after War of the it's Realms. Weird that book would tie into Avengers. Yeah, yeah. and so then you go <laughs> and you uh, realize that uh, Namor, even though we've had him in Invaders, we love him in Invaders, all that, he still is mad at Roxxon. 
He's still yeah. upset and he's going well, after him. I mean, Roxanne is essentially part of this world takeover. I don't know why they're allowed to do anything and yeah, not really. bankrupt at yeah. this point. Yeah, this is where, uh, <laughs> you know, in all of these, almost every huge corporation in comics ends up like this. And you're like, how do they still have money? All the yeah. stuff that goes wrong. Why does anyone trust them but, and buy anything and, they and, sell? Yeah, and through this, the narration is through Tony throughout. So you have Tony talking and then you get the Squadron Supreme. Again, they've been big in the book. You also have them when when they're involved. You also think of the Winter Guard and even the Agents of Wakanda around the away deal. But that's where you get the DC meta talk. You know, oh, you know, I've I've never considered myself an enemy of DC. They've been I've been big fans of theirs at points. No matter the regime, they've always had people do great work. It's like, yeah, okay, we get it, we get it. (laughs) You you end up having the Squadron Supreme that we realize that's. The Justice League. DC amalgam. You know, that's the Justice League. And what this is, if you're not reading DC, you might just be like, oh, shade throwing, whatever. It's definitely shots fired at that new age of heroes line of books it yeah. definitely is where well, they even, even like using like their own heroes back at them yeah. in a way well, and they even like listen you know they're just mad and basically says they're mad because they want to be us uh, dc wants to be us and we don't get mad at them and we really don't care and yeah i think it's fully at like a dan deal and also at the new age of heroes where you had sideways that was spider-man you had damage who was hulk you have yeah. the terrifics that were the fantastic four i mean it goes on and on like that uh and i think that this is fully them making fun of that uh with that you then go back and see the avengers team or at least uh robbie reyes ghost rider blade and black panther you know kind of dealing with things that's very quick though they're talking about exercising the hell charger yeah, you know just setting up again. something i feel yeah. like that happens every, every yeah. so often yeah setting up some stuff but you know what i don't mind that because we were worried about robbie reyes being in the book and leaving the book it looks like that means he'll be staying then we go off to shire controlled space where i'm like all right whatever in a (laughs) galaxy far far away yeah Yeah. that's going on until then you see this crazy space avengers team and, and it looks awesome and it looks like again where we have the Guardians of the Galaxy, Donny Cates book where they changed up the Guardians of the Galaxy and they have all these things. This looks like this could have been that as well but you end up having Captain Corsair, Captain Marvel, She-Hulk, a, a Thor possessed by Brood and Kareem the uh, ferret-like <laughs> thing on She-Hulk's yeah, whatever that uh, shoulder. Knock yeah, whatever off Rocket it's like, Raccoon. It's like, really. it is, uh, I believe it's Star Jammer's pet. Or so, I, I remember looking up yeah. something. I'm like, but they're all heading to a planet that has a giant star brand burned star into it. I'm telling you, it, these yeah. things are coming at you quickly here, right? Yeah, they, it's like a clip show. Yeah, Yeah. so then you go back to Tony uh, getting attacked by Sabretooth. He's saved by who he thinks is Thor. It's not. It's Odin. It's the BC's Avengers. So I didn't know if and when we were going to see them again. So it depends on what you go into this. If you're going into this and you're like, really? Like, you're going to throw this stuff in and now we're going to have to deal with this later and it upsets you, then you're not going to like this. If you're there to say, well, at least he knows that a lot of the things that he has laying around are still a thing, then it could give you hope that we're going to get back to that. It all looks great. So I'm not I'm not as a, a negative as I think you are with this uh, because I think it's pretty yeah, cool. I, some I wouldn't of say stuff. I'm negative. I, I think it's interesting, but I, I just hope he now pays it off because we've been teasing this BC Avengers stuff for going on almost two years now yeah. and 
And like, it's just drips and drabs and it's become uninteresting to me the way it's still being told. So I hope this gets me back on yeah, board the, with the that The weird idea thing about concept. it is, is that when we saw the Squadron Supreme in the regular book, we were like, oh man, another team. And then in this, you see this, you know, Space Avengers team, but for some reason... I'm pretty pumped. I, I think it yeah. looks cool. I mean, and the, I'm always a fan of them when they're introduced and then uh, they just kind of vanish thing. and he disappear. Really makes, and... He really can make a good team. It's just getting yeah. back to them that he gets. But I mean, <laughs> no. even when you, you see Finding it, a purpose for them yeah. after bringing and, and them that's together the thing is, is more the we problem. Even, I, I think we even have gotten to the point where we forgot how much we thought the BC Avengers were cool because we ended up yeah. like, really? We're not yeah, getting much of them. And then they, yeah. it lingered in wa- a couple one shots and yeah. didn't. We liked, but didn't love. Agents and- of Wakanda are awesome, but we haven't gotten enough of them. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, the Winter Guard, eh, you know, the, the Vampire yeah, Civil I, I War if, and if the Vampire deal, eh, again, all that That's happened, what I'm saying. I could yeah. care less. Unless uh, Blade's taking the throne, I'm down no, for that. No, you're never going to win on that. You are, you are completely wrong. Blade ain't taking no throne. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it looks great. I think that what this could happen, and, and thinking of it as a free comic book day deal, I think that this Avengers, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I like this more than the Spider-Man one, and I, you're going to be shocked at my score, but I think that if you're not reading these books and you end up picking this up as, oh, free comic book day, let me see what's happening on the Avengers, that's their big, you pick it up, this this story, there might be too much going on, your head yeah, might be spinning, like or, yeah, nightmare. or <laughs> maybe it's just so exciting looking that you'll yeah, check it out. It's just but, a little of everything. But you like, may oh, not, more of but that. that's the problem. If you go, you may be disappointed on the flip side of that when you don't get to say this space Avengers team for six months or right. yeah, yeah, obviously the Tony Stark stuff that is the, the big deal for the Avengers book in my mind, yeah, him going huge. back. We're going to have to wait until what, August? Because this all, unless it it has to happen after that. Yeah, so it (laughs) has to happen after that. So this is definitely setting up things down the line. I bet you it happens in that Omega issue, actually. I bet you it happens in July. And so with that, now we go into the next story. If you haven't read Savage Avengers, I don't know that you're going to like this or you might yeah. be confused or you might get fired up to get. But I'm telling you, if you haven't read the Savage Avengers number one and you read this, go right from here. And if you don't have it by Savage Avengers number one, yes. and read it right after this. And believe me, you will have to like that number one more than this we even like did. This is like Savage Avengers Zero. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah zero or, or point that. five. And believe point me, five, Marvel like, likes to do that nonsense. Th- yeah, yeah, this <laughs> ends up making that Savage Avengers number one even better. So much, and better, we loved yeah. it, and we loved yeah. it. We thought well, it was it great. Even makes us wrong in a couple yeah, respects. Yeah, I'm wrong. fine with that. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, I think that he pushed it that way. Plus, I'm telling you, when it starts off, and this is, you know, you're gonna have a deal. You're in Marjorie with. Uh, Wolverine, I love the art. He's Mike Diodato's art up. is so good. He's in his patch yeah. getup. And and one of the things that is the staple, or, or even the joke with Wolverine, is his stature. He's a short guy. But yet you never really get to see that. They never really play that uh, visibly. Here it does. Yeah, he does a, he yeah. does a short, here, stocky here, guy. Oh yeah, definitely. Looks so good. It, it's it so does. good. And you I love find how out. Diodato draws Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You find out that when we thought, uh, when we talked about Savage Avengers number one, we thought that Doc Voodoo is who Wolverine was going after yep, in the 100%. Savage Lands. We find out that's not. It wasn't it's, a question in my mind. Nope. <laughs> no, not in mine either. It was Saviano. 
it, it was the yeah. opera singer. The opera singer. And we the opera like, oh, singer. <laughs> the opera singer who now becomes one of the greatest guys who's ever lived yep. because a great he guy. is Schindler's List slash Underground Railroad for uh, you know, people mutants. And, Genosa yeah, people and, and mutants. He is using his you know, as he travels the world to sing his, he is smuggling mutants out On of places they're not allowed. And, yeah, yachts yeah. And stuff. he has, and and I love the idea that he has special riders and special privileges because who he is to be able to do this, and it's spelled out. It's so good. Well, he's missing, and Wolverine blames himself because he's involved. This is part of this deal that they do. So Wolverine's kind of trying to find out where he is. He gets his scent, ends up getting the scent of the Savage Lands because he ends up getting attacked by the hand ninjas and yeah. it, it's just this awesome and it's raining and it's just everything that that's great in the rain oh, it's, it's a it's, stunning it's, panel. It, i'm telling you it is just cinematic it's so good it's so good well then we cut to that and have such a cool scene where you do have one of the hand ninjas has a, a body we've seen the bodies in savage avengers number one it's all wrapped up taking it to this temple and laying it down and like hey what's this and it it it's supposed to be it's ending up being uh, a bait for what they say. It's stick. It, it's for yeah. Daredevil. And they're like, huh? And this guy's like, huh? Well, why are you bringing him here? It's supposed to be in the city of Sickles in the Savage Lands. And that's when this this hand ninja pulls up. It's Electra. That's yeah. all they were doing. It was a ruse to get this guy it, to tell them to where they're the supposed to go. Yeah, so, it's and it's sweet. awesome. And I love where Sticks just like I told you, new guys here. They're gonna spill the beans. <laughs> Electra's like, "Yep, you're right." And they they end up taking care of this guy and just brutally kill him. And again, this is where I I do like the idea that coming from DC stuff into the Marvel deal. DC now is so afraid to have anybody do any sort of damage to people. You come over here, Electra just runs, you know, yeah. a knife through somebody. If you're right a, through. In yeah, the if gut. you're a bad guy who does bad things, you're gonna die. And I like that. But also in this, we also see the jar with venom. We get mention of the third eye of Agamotto. Uh, yeah. So everything's set up for that first issue. Uh, we do see the uh opera singer, but he he's not long for the world. No. We we find out later. He goes but, quickly in issue one. Yeah, what would you give this overall? Uh, <laughs> this one I'm going to give a seven eight, just under the Spider-Man one. It's mostly knocked down because of the the first half. Uh, I just hope it pays off more than anything. Yeah. Like it, it was good, but you know I'm weary. And then the second half really added to Savage Avengers number one, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and and makes me yeah. even more excited for that next issue. That might be. I know it's early, but my runaway summer favorite right now. Going yeah, it into, is mine too. Uh, June. Yeah, it's one issue in and it's my favorite book right now. Yeah. And because of that, and because I think that, you know, that six pages there, so good. It yeah, makes that even first adds issue. To it, like gets I, me even more I excited. actually, yeah. I reviewed it on the site. I gave this a nine five. It's also involved with the idea this is a, a free comic as well. And that second part just is it's awesome. It's so yeah, good. The twist that and yeah, I'm going nine five total and think that yeah, there's no reason not to pick these up, especially because you can get them yeah, digitally they're now. They're they're yeah. available digitally oh, on Comixology. Yeah, I believe they are. So I I say that I believe they are. But if, yeah. if when they are, <laughs> yeah, both of these are well worth uh you know nothing they're free yeah. so yeah I would check those out. But yeah, we're gonna go now to uh the mail. 
Yo, it's mail call. Yes, it is. It's time for the mail. It is the weekend edition, and that's when we do the mail. And if you want to be part of the show, email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com. All these links that we talk about will be in the show notes as well of the podcast, so you can go there and email us like Dispatch did. And uh, just a, a side note, we read everything. So if you hate our guts, you can let us know. It hasn't happened yet. Thank God. It will. And, and hopefully, yeah, one day. W- when it yeah. does happen, point it towards Brandon's way. Then I can laugh. Then and then I don't mind. It usually it. gets. They usually prefer to throw that shade on the reviews and iTunes. That is true. Instead, that, though. but uh, you know, if you want to throw shade directly, <laughs> there's no chance of a. Uh, they think there's no chance no, of a response. I'm telling you, that's one of my things that I really think that iTunes needs to have. Now you're going to end up people getting in fights and all, but I, I do yeah. want to because we do have a couple people who have gone onto the iTunes and said, "Oh man." Your sound quality is terrible. Well, we, I did upgrade that, but there's no way for me to tell them. You know what I mean? Or to tell yeah. everybody else who sees that and like, yeah, I'm not even going to try. So hopefully people give it a try. I wish that you could have – and what it would be in my mind, you have like a golden ticket. You can, you can say one thing. Like, I know that most of it would be involving F and U and then the fight start, but still, yeah. I, I wish that there was a way to kind of, you know, get a little conversation about things. Kind of like on the website uh, where, again, on the Marvel side, not as many comments yet. Uh, we're brand new doing the reviews on that side of things. But over at the DC side, I, I have had some epic battles and, and I don't know why, but it always is this guy who hates me by the name of Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous, is, that, yeah. is that one guy? He comes out to play yeah, every does. once in a while. And, then, and I'll give some people credit because they'll start anonymous and that's what I center on. Like, oh, look at you, Mr. Big Man with the behind the anonymous. Some will come and then it log in. Yeah. And I remember one of them was a guy who was basically arguing with me that Batman and Robin Eternal was, you know, a great deal. Then another time was Mr. Miracle. <laughs> it's always me. I'm telling you, I always, I love it when everybody else gets shade. It's always me getting shade. It's always me. I'm always yelling and screaming. So people always, you know, tend to want to yell at me back. So there you go. But over here, I don't yell as much, right? I'm not yelling. I'm yeah, having some calmer. fun. Right. A little calmer. <laughs> it's because we do this on Sunday and Thursday nights. I'm exhausted. I, I don't have my, my vigor yet. Uh, it's the end of the weekend now, though. I think I'm going to end up taking off tomorrow. I, I ended up wanting to take off on Friday. I'm always off tomorrow. Yeah, yeah I, work I wanted a weird to take week. off on Friday, and I went into work. I talked about this on the DC podcast, and my plan because I hadn't gone to bed before 4:30 a.m. any of the days last week. It was killing me, I, and I have to get up at 5:30, so I was getting one hour of sleep a night. I, I was really done by Friday, so I ended up having to go to work for one thing. I was going to go in, do that one thing, and leave. Uh, Eric didn't show up that day, which was the second mm. day of the week. He didn't show up. And basically the bosses told <laughs> me. Breaking yeah, his unwritten yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah, basically rules. already. And basically the bosses said, oh, I heard because I told my one boss, hey, I'm going to leave early. I'm just going to get this done and go. The other main boss came back and said, no, no, no. Eric's not here. You're doing his job all day. You can't leave. And I pretty much almost passed out. Also almost started about seven fights. Anybody who talked to me then, I, I wanted to just slap. Miserable. I wanted to slap yeah. in the face. And I told this one guy just to leave me alone. Uh, the one guy who I, I have an inkling, uh, a sneaking suspicion, he stole my wallet. So uh, that's a different story. But Dispatch says, <laughs> hey, guys, checking in this week and hoping all is well. It's funny, too, because this is what he is referencing right away. Jim, sorry to hear about the bad luck this week at work. I hope you got everything all squared away with Mr. Sticky Fingers. 
yeah, this this guy ended up, and I ended up making my my wallet disappeared suddenly. I never take my wallet in the work. I actually don't trust anybody at work, not even Eric or myself, maybe because I'll lose things. So I keep my wallet locked in my car while I'm at work. Uh, for some reason, I forgot to take it out of my pocket. I brought it in, and I I wear shorts and a hoodie all the time, and I'm afraid it's going to fall out. So I put it on my desk. It was just there on my desk. Well, we ended up leaving, and because I didn't realize. You know, I usually don't have my wallet with me inside. We left without it. Well, I realized, went back to get it, it was gone. And so I, I flipped out. I had to cancel all my cards, stuff like that. So then the next day, I go in to see what's going on, see if I can find it or whatnot. And this guy out of nowhere comes up. This guy who I is the only guy there. He has an ankle bracelet on, and that's for a reason. <laughs> uh, you know, it's yeah, not right. just jewelry. He comes over to me. Hey, I heard you lost your wallet. At that point, only Eric knew that I had lost my wallet. Nobody else knew. I, I hadn't yeah. told anybody. And he says, I heard you so lost your, your wallet. your ears started ringing. Yeah, yeah. So the, they already, I already had him pegged because we caught him stealing uh, Eric's uh, phone cord the one time. And then he claimed, <laughs> oh, I was just going to borrow it. Yeah, borrow it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, we ended up, so I'm like, that's weird. So then later on in the day, uh, a guy comes up to me and goes, hey, look what I found. I'm like, what is that? He's like, it was my wallet. And I'm like, where, where the hell did you find it? Now I'm thinking, oh, man, now I, I feel bad. Yeah, Ended up, you dropped yeah, it yeah, in the no, parking no, lot no, or something. No, it was in the street when you go out, like, in the grass, in the entrance of our work. And the credit card wasn't in there. So basically this idiot who could have just thrown it in a sewer or a tread, he ended up <laughs> got the card and then threw it out the window as he was leaving work. And they found yeah. it. So I ended up uh, like, oh, well, the credit card, it was already uh, canceled and stuff like that. and canceled. Again, the guy who suddenly out of nowhere knew about this wallet also comes over and is like, oh, man, you know, did you cancel the, your credit cards? And I'm like, uh, uh, no, I didn't. I, I was hoping I'd find it. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's interesting. And walked away. I'm like, what's going to be interesting is them coming back here and finding you a bloody pulp is what's going to be interesting. Yeah. So then- You uh, know too much, buddy. Yeah, on, on Friday then when I was tired, he like came over and he's like, Stay. he starts talking to it, things like this. This is his classic. So you, you think that Tom Brady's a decent quarterback or what? I'm like, what? What are you talking no, about? I said, I said, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. I actually thought of you. I'm like, what would Brandon say? I, I have a bumper sticker. Uh, what would Brandon say? That's what Brandon would say. It depends on what he's doing. At the way. It depends, yeah, depends so how many I, drinks I told, I've I basically told the guy to get out of my face yesterday. I didn't want to talk to him because I know I know that he, he took this. But yeah. Jim, I Something don't know stinks. if you remember from last week, but you said there was a band that changed you like Star Wars. Uh, New Hope changed you. So don't tell me because I'm... I'm going to guess, and I'll keep guessing each week until I get it. If I'm wrong, I'll guess again next week. Here goes. Spinal Tap, he says. No, I do love the song Big Bottom, one of my favorite songs. You ever hear that song? That has, I think. Uh, probably. I don't know it by name, but if you played it, Big, I'm sure I've Big heard Bottom it. Big Bottom has, I think, triple bass in that one because, you know, you need a lot of bottom for Big Bottom. Uh, nah, and that's not it. Come on, this has to be it. It is not, though I do like. And he says, uh, my favorites are Tonight I'm Going to Rock You Tonight, Stonehenge, 
Sex Farm, which I do like as well. Christmas with the Devil, which I love. And of course, Big Bottom, which is my favorite. Though I do, I do love Sex Farm as well. I love, I love Spinal Tap, but that's not it. Since the show is PG-13, don't play any part of Big Bottom. Yeah, you can't. Uh, you know what? Here's just a line. Talk about mud flaps. My girl's got them is in there. Brandon, please tell me you know Spinal Tap. I don't think you know Spinal Tap. It, it, they're, uh, they're a joke I, band I from a mockumentary. Of it. Yes, yeah. I know clips of the mockumentary, but I've never watched the whole so thing. So good. To be honest. So good. I was watching One Punch Man, the English version today, uh, randomly. Really? I don't know why. I don't know why yeah, that I, came I really up. enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> the thing about Spinal Tap is I've funny. I've been watching lately. Spinal Tap. My TV habits are terrible Spinal Tap became at one point nah, is Sean Bean still alive that's just my joke no. every time oh, yeah. uh, Spinal Tap dead. is one of those movies that every guy in a band wants you to watch or girl in a band wants you to watch just like at one point everybody I played hockey with I remember I, I dated a girl in college that worked at a restaurant and we it took her to see Waiting yeah. and she did not like it because this makes fun of everything well, I you, do Slapshot like, slap Shot's whoa, the whoa. hockey movie and I'm a huge I played hockey hockey all my life and i i hate slap shot i don't like yeah. it i made my brother is uh, he was the hockey player yeah. in our in our family we all played as little kids yeah. but he played all the way through high school yeah, and stuff yeah, in same, college same. uh he hated slap shot as yeah, well it's, it's ridiculous he probably is like yeah. me it, he likes it, miracle he likes the serious miracles ones awesome. you know? yeah miracle's yeah. awesome I, i'm telling you young blood with Rob Lowe is where it's at and Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He's in that. That was always my favorite. Back yeah, in the day. We were Plus, big Mighty Duck fans yeah, as kids. Please, grow up. <laughs> hey, there. I'm a man. Yeah, there you go. I don't need <laughs> I that mean, nonsense. I might have been six yeah, when really. Mighty Ducks I, came out. I'm telling you, when, when, Youngblood, me. when Youngblood came out, a lot of the flyers were in it and all the girls in the area were swooning for one Peter Zessel. In addition, this week I found a new character to read about. His name is Conan. I have read a ton of comics from a ton of writers, but I've never read any Conan. I talked about this at the beginning. My first intro into Conan, other than the movies, but not that Jason Momoa one, but his smirk no, was Avengers like No that. Road home however that didn't intrigue me last week savage avengers by jerry dugan did so i binged savage sword of conan which was amazing and took 40 minutes to read all five issues i recommend it to anyone listening if you got the time then i read the first six issues of the current conan the barbarian run by jason aaron uh which was also amazing but in a different way aaron's was more wordy but developed the character more while jerry dugan's was more kick butt and take names but both fantastic in their own way and both are now on my pull list which is awesome uh, that's awesome when you get uh some books that you didn't even realize yeah. uh, were that good and then you put them on your pull list I, I did see some people in the slack and just as we talk about that if you're you join up the Patreon we have a slack chat with everybody who talks comics all day long and things like that and I did see people throwing shade at me saying ah oh, yeah there's no way Jim's gonna like Jason Aaron's Conan there's too much narration it, <laughs> it, it, if it fits the character and the story that's fine you know I'm not just against narration just you know blindly uh, I just don't like it when it's just there to make something seem fancy that isn't or it doesn't really do much for it. But shout out to John Jack on Twitter for hooking me up with some extra Conan to read as well as what to read. Thank you, brother. And that's awesome. Yeah, John Jack, huge Conan fan. Side note, Jerry Dugan reminds me of Jimmy Dugan every time I say it, Brandon, because I'm sure Jim knows. <laughs> do you know who Jimmy Dugan is? I remember the movie no, he's portrayed no in. Idea. Yeah, there is no way. That you'll remember that. Uh, how about this? I'll give you a hint. There's no crying in baseball. Hacksaw Jim Dugan. There's no, that's who I that's know. That's my there hint. There's no crying in baseball. Do, do you know what oh, that would be? Tom Hanks? Yes. Are talking uh, it's a League, League of, of Their Own? Own? Yes. Fantastic movie. I, I will have to give you... 
the the horn there. I don't think I have the ding sound here. I do have Hello, this though. Science. Hey, thanks, Dan. Brandon there or Jim, go. do you remember how Jimmy Duggan signed his autograph on baseballs or t-shirts? Uh, it, the answer is avoid the clap. That's the deal. That's all I can think about whenever I write a Jerry Dugan review and put his name in the line. Avoid the clap. Every time I read this issue with his name in the title, avoid the clap. I understand it's Jerry, not Jimmy, but avoid the clap. Sounded so, a lot like what Billy Ripken Jr. would would write at the end of his bats. Remember yeah, that yep, baseball yeah, card? Yeah, yeah. That's, that was Can't classic. Repeat that on yeah, that uh, was classic. So avoid the clap, guys. Children listening, that's like saying avoid high fives and protect yourself with fist pumps. To adults listening, I think you got it. Yeah. Speaking of that i heard a podcast or a little bit uh with lenny dykstra on it and he talked about how he avoided the clap and how he did it was he would take his dogs to which he, i think he had several to the vet get get the canine antibiotics and penicillin <laughs> and would take those as a super avoid the clap, you know, pill taking deal. Yeah, that does not surprise no. me in the least. Uh, what a, uh, what a piece to, of crap. They used the one, the one podcast I listened to part of my take. He, they used to prank call him. They yeah. got his phone number. And oh, he used to prank is. call him all the times. I'm sure he fell he, for he's everything. He's a couple. Of, yeah. He's a couple of French fries short yeah. of a happy meal. Oh, that he, guy. He is. He's long gone. He is. He, he He's, uh, I, I want to live in that world it's for so one funny. day. I, I live in the Philadelphia area, but I'm more of the Lenny Dykstra when he was on the Mets. Uh, when he came yeah. to the Phillies, boy, he became a bro. I mean, anytime you think <laughs> of like any of those, it was that 93 Phillies deal that's still beloved in, in this area. Next up, just wanted to say sorry to all the Weird Science Marvel followers uh, for the late reviews this week. If we only had those advanced review copies, I could have had them done by <laughs> Wednesday. But by mm. the time I get them, read them, juggle three kids and work it sometime Saturday. I actually didn't get uh, yeah, no, my one today. It. Uh, and I'm still planning on, I told you earlier, I'm going to do the Spider-Man Deadpool deal. Probably won't get that done till Monday. Yeah, it's tough. If yeah. we had review I copies, squeeze one out it would really too. help. But by the time I it get would. them, yeah, if anyone at Marvel can hook us up, even if it's a trial run, that would be appreciated. I, I could only think, and I, I didn't say it to Dispatch because I don't want to discourage him. I can only think that the name Weird Science has followed us over here and has yeah. a negative thing, even to the Marvel people where we love almost everything we review. I don't know. And a hashtag yeah, we, get WS. very careful about that. Get WS Marvel review copies. I mean, we're trying to be honest now. We're not faking the funk. Yeah, um, no, but we if we really don't like things. Those ones we, that's what I'm we saying. haven't liked in a while. If, you know, I don't like black. Black Panther, Captain America, that new age of X-Men stuff or age of X-Men stuff. So we just yeah, haven't dealt with it. we're not going to torture ourselves. Yeah, and it, that's, yeah. It, it's keeping our sanity. And, and I hope people realize it's also keeping us very positive for the stuff that we do like and love. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Brandon, why didn't you send Jim pics of the wings for your birthday? He eventually did. This I is, did the next yeah, day. <laughs> yeah, this is something from the DC thing where Brandon was out at his birthday and happy birthday, Brandon, from last week. Yeah. And I, he's like, I'm eating wings. I'm like, send me pictures of these wings i want to see these buffalo yeah. wings that the, i hear the, so much about place, they, they do things a little differently instead of just like shaking them in a bowl they like carefully brush the sauce oh. on every wing individually they, they give it a massage care and effort yeah they, yeah they, they, these are chickens they, raised they whisper from birth sweet, and... sweet nothings <laughs> in in their ears yes. what, what are you talking about those exactly. are buffalo wings not chicken it's world famous for their uh, yeah. beef on wicks as well which so you is get a which i've told one you there. before is one of my favorite 
sandwiches ever. Yeah. And I can't Delicious. get I can't get it anywhere. And Brandon can get it pretty much at every gas station. <laughs> every in, corner. In town, yeah. uh, jerk. Uh, t- I had that ad. It was when uh B it was called BW3, but Buffalo yeah, Wild, Wild Wings used to be BW3 when they used to have the Buffalo, you know, Weck, the Weck sandwiches. And when I was in yeah. college, that was pretty much every weekend when I, I was in a band. And when we would get the uh, paid, I would go right there and get like three of them and just yeah, dip it so in the good. sauce and stuff. I yeah, love you can it. buy like just the rolls at our grocery stores just and stuff. Stop it's fantastic. it. You're killing me. You're kill- well, I could get a cheesesteak right now if I want to so yeah, take that. I know. See, there, there's trade-off yeah, everywhere there you is. Uh, Next, if you're listening to this email, that means you miss Mother's Day. You're too late. And yes, um, Tanya didn't want anything for Mother's Day. So we, we I ended we, up- We just use, I cook a big meal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm cooking pork and sauerkraut right now. Uh, not that she wanted that. I, I ended up wanting to take her to that buffet, the big buffet that I, I always talk about. She didn't want to go. I was going to take off tomorrow and take her there. And she said, ah, she didn't want to go that far. Next day, because it takes like an hour and a half to get there. <laughs> yeah. she, she didn't want to deal with that. And it's funny because my oldest it's son, too Alex. too long in the car with my, you. Yeah, my, yeah to talk really. About. My oldest son, Alex. <laughs> no, she gets mad now because we have uh, the new car with the serious radio. And I listen to Howard and she hates him. Oh, yeah. She uh, can't yeah, stand oh, Howard. Oh, my God. She hates him guts but uh i uh ended up uh texting my son alex my oldest son i'm like hey we're gonna take mom to uh this buffet on monday it's gonna be great he ends up uh, messaging me today because i forgot to message him back he's like what time are we going i'm like she didn't want to go and then he's like yeah i figured that i'm t- at what time are we going and i said i don't think we're going <laughs> next day my oldest son seven years old just asked me this week if cats can have babies if they're not married uh, I didn't know what to say other than I honestly don't know. Well, I will tell you right now, tell him that I always consider Brandon a cool cat. He had a kid yeah. when he wasn't married. Uh, so that, that there you go. Out. Eventually, there you go. eventually though, when the cat decides to have a second kid, then you got to get married. But you got to get married by a witch priest and yeah. then do it the right Turn way. Turn right. You, know? you do. Where's Eric? Uh, least but, uh, last but not least, I'm asking for a friend, the Brandon edition. I think here it goes. No saves by the bell for you, but some 90s deal. My friend David I. Pierce, who loves tossed salad and scrambled eggs, wants to know what's up with the raccoon. Any guesses where Rocket's at after No Road Home and why he's Melrose not with Place? the team? Is that, no. Is that it? No. Nope. You'll never know. It is <laughs> uh, Frazier. That's Niles Crane oh. from Frazier. Oh, uh, I'm, I miss, I'm, I'm misconnecting I'm you, names here. David Hyde Pierce, it, it, there's only one thing that he's done. He better get that. But, uh, and yeah, that, that is That was Niles. like the one show I actively avoided on NBC yeah. when I was like a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it enough. It, it, to me, it was the fancy Cheers. It was the spinoff yeah. to get See, fancy. That was the one guy I didn't like in Cheers either, Frazier, when he would show up really? and like, oh, this pretentious yeah. dude. Yeah, that was his deal. <laughs> that was his deal. But, but you also had the dog, Eddie. Uh, uh, but yeah. yeah, do you have any idea? Do you where do you think Rocket is? Do you think he's in this where they left off with Gamora there and his home planet, or you think he's just uh, down about? Yeah, I, I don't know the planets of the solar system very well. I think he's right where Mars. Gamora was at, and then That's where they're saying, leaving him. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. Uh, my friend Anthony Stewart Head, who's pretty buff and can really slay, was wondering if you think Rick Jones will become the new abomination, not a bomb, but the actual abomination. Yeah, I, I oh, think that's going to happen. That would I be do. heartbreaking. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. And that is <laughs> yeah. uh, Rupert Giles from Buffy. Uh, did you ever watch Buffy? No, Buffy was was not in my wheelhouse. Quite the singer, Anthony Stewart Head is. I, I like the movie, though. Buffy um, movie was in my wheelhouse, will, not the TV show. I will also tell you that Anthony Stewart Head's brother was the singer on the song One Night in Bangkok, which you would never know as well. I'm just adding <laughs> things. 
that you would yeah, cut. No. And my other friend, here. James Marsters, who really sucks, was wondering if you see Big Al Ewing taking Hulk down the path of becoming an actual villain. Again, that is Spike from Buffy. So we have another Buffy. You already said, yeah. And Spike's awesome. That was uh, Tanya's favorite character on Buffy. Uh, do you think uh, you would have Hulk being a villain? villain in that book it, it feels like that's the way it's trending I would think it's but he going. changes personality so uh, yeah. like i don't know every hulk relaunch he's a different personality yeah. yeah um but i think this one is wholeheartedly evil and there's something has to be done about it yes yeah. <laughs> my friend reginald avell johnson who's a real family man was wondering how you think ethan Sachs will connect wolverine and cap in this upcoming series and if you currently like the idea of intertwining these past within the weapon program do you have any comment on that i i'm interested in that that was one of my top 10 solicit notes okay. i did cover uh yeah. so i'm interested in in how they do it as far i think it's just going to be something as simple as like you know this serum was originally developed by the people in the the you know program that eventually led to wolverines and yeah. and the government got a hold of it and, and used it yep. for good purposes this one case and reginald johnson is carl winslow family matters also die hard which is his favorite christmas movie he yeah. says trying to cause controversy he's also, essentially the same character in both yeah also in the deal <laughs> is also uh he is the voice of junkyard dog is in, he the, in the Weapon rocket. too? No. How dare you? I thought he How was in dare Weapon. you? No. <laughs> Are you talking main character? You think he's no, Danny not Glover? Main, not not oh Danny my. Glover. No. Just like one of the cops. I always no, picture him a as a cop and, and everything. Hard. Get out of town. He was Junkyard <laughs> Dog in the uh, Rocket Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon. Was he really? Oh yeah, and basically <laughs> it was him doing it. It just shatters my childhood. Was, the wrestlers it, didn't do I'm their tell, own voices. No, it, it killed me. Yeah, yeah, me and Reggie just did the uh, cartoon wow. show up that they I did didn't not, listen yet. including yeah, I had no idea. The Hulk Hogan character, the cartoon character, is the older brother from Everyone Loves Raymond, and it, it'll blow your mind because he oh, actually does really? a. Oh yeah, he does a very good Hulk Hogan impersonation. He does. And uh, the the junkyard I mean, for dog. For thirty-seven years, I've thought that was Hulk Hogan yeah. talking to me in the junkyard cartoon. Our dog is basically a version of uh, the uh, uh, Wolfman Jack. I'm telling you, this is my how <laughs> how you have. Hey man, dig it. I'm like that ain't no JYD. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, that's if it. it's just a little commercial. That is a a show that me and Reggie just did the past week on the Patreon. We do each week, or we try to do each week. Uh, go through an old cartoon and it was the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling. It was a big JYD episode. The first one, him and Rowdy Roddy Piper, my friend, French Stewart, who's a third born son was wondering if you think cap will pull a Spidey and create different superhero personas in the future to continue to fight crime evil without the heavy burden, worry and distrust that is associated with him and Hydra cap and possibly with what's happening in invaders. Uh, and that is Harry Solomon of third rock. I hate French Stewart. So much. yeah, I he can't me stand nuts. his jerk off face. Oh, oh my god! And and really, that was one the of those girl shows. On that show would drive me Kirsten, crazy too. I Kirsten didn't like her Stewart or whatever yeah. her name was. Yeah, or, uh, Kirsten Johnson, I think it was. Uh, I ended up, uh, and John Lithgow was in that. And Jane Curtin. I uh, I know too much about Third Rock from the Sun for not really having watched more than two episodes and never finding one person who watched it. Yet it was always number one. It and, was on forever. I'm telling you, it was one of those things like Perfect Strangers, which I did like, but could never find anybody to admit they liked that. Or Huey. Lewis in the news back in the day, who I love, but nobody would admit that they liked it back then. <laughs> My friend, a uh, friend Drescher, who has uh, the most annoying laugh in the world that goes, eh, yes, she does. That's my yes, impersonation. Was wondering if you have any thoughts. 
pretty good looking though on what the yeah. bandage man and spider-man is and are you excited to find out amazing spider-man number 24 i i read some rumor somewhere of what his name was and and i don't remember it it was so random at yeah. this point yeah. uh so it, it that has kind of been spoiled for me and as of right now, it just looks like somebody knew it's obvious. I think it's going to be a Scooby-Doo moment where he eventually gets unmasked yeah, and we'll yeah. see who it is though. Yeah. And, and I don't know as far as guesses, uh, maybe an angry flash Thompson. I, I mean, I don't know who knows Back from I, the dead <laughs> that they, uh, yeah, well, better, better off dead than alive. Here's right? the deal. If, if it is, and that ties into the whole carnage thing that would get somebody else to go after, you know that deal. By the way, I, I didn't mention. I wanted to mention I'm you awful earlier. At these guest things, unlike yeah. Eric Shea. Earlier, and that is the nanny, obviously, and that laugh. I'm telling yeah, you, I, uh, I yeah. knew that show. Yeah. I knew uh, that show. I didn't say at the beginning that Spider-Man Deadpool actually does even have mention of uh, Space Knight Venom, and it made me smile because I know that a lot of people in the Get Fresh Coopy Boop they actually really like that yes, book. It was great funny. series. Yeah, and then they even mentioned like, why are you mentioning that? That was canceled. It was kind of a funny deal. Yeah, My friend fun. Catherine Hicks, who seventh in line for heavenly hams was wondering which ralph macchio you like better the comic writer or the actor and it's funny i didn't too. even know it was the same person and that's the mom on seventh heaven it, it you have ralph macchio the writer and Mal- ralph macchio the actor they are different people are you crazy oh, right. <laughs> what do you think the karate kids write in I comics well, no. they made it sound it's like funny too when you, when you end up i i just know that the comic book writer has gone through heck uh, throughout his life with that. Probably people, every time they see him, he's like, hey, I'm working on this comic. What should I do next? Probably wax on, wax off there, buddy. He's yeah. probably, he's probably ready to kick. throw hands with everyone, <laughs> just fists to flying. But yeah, I, I actually went to uh, tweet him one of the reviews, and I'm like, no, it's just the regular Ralph Macchio here. <laughs> I like the regular Ralph Macchio, who Tanya sent me. He was I on like TV. He was on TV the other day, and Tanya sent me a message. Boy, Ralph Macchio got old, and I'm like, yeah, he did. He's old. Yeah. I mean, you know, time, <laughs> Father Time. He, he doesn't pause for Sneaks anyone, up does on he? Us all, yeah. yeah, there's all, uh, you know, Paul Rudd. He seems to escape it. Keanu yeah, a little. He's the only one. You know? he there's shook, a couple shook guys hands with uh, the devil. Uh, him and Tom Brady. James Marston, that guy who played Cyclops, that guy doesn't age as oh, yeah. either. That guy always Sonic's looks new buddy, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, that guy, <laughs> I think he gets younger. He's Benjamin Button, yeah. our butts. This one will really disappoint me if you can't get the snow clues. My friend Angela Lansbury is wondering if you have any thoughts as to where Adam Warlock is. Do you know Angela Lansbury's big uh, show? She wrote uh, something. She wrote. That is yes, what it was. Murder. Yes. My do you have any idea? Watch it constantly. I'm going to add to this. Do you have any idea where Adam Warlock is, and do you even care? That's uh, my one point because I don't think you I, care. I think right? he's back in the soul stone where he likes to be, and and then as far Chilling. as the weirdest. My biggest nitpick about Adam Warlock is he was teased at the MCU and never used yeah. in any of this Infinity yep, War yeah. stuff. Yeah, he was kind of a red herring at one point. Yeah. Uh, he says, well, that's it for this week. My pick of the week will be tweeted at Dispatch DCU on Monday. And it's a tough one this week, weird science fans. This was a good week. Marvel nailed it out of the park. I said that I was probably going to start doing an end of week, you know, best of type post on the site. I told Dispatch that and then I got lazy. I don't have a lot of time, so I might do that. But sincerely, Dispatch. P.S. Hashtag get Marvel review copies. Uh, And the second mail and the last mail of the section, we had two mails, is... 
the new father, Johnny Fresno. And he says, hello, weird sciencers. I joined as a Patreon, which is awesome. And I'm liking the premium access podcast. I love your take on Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number six. It's a very special issue and your podcast did it justice, probably with me getting choked up. My favorite line is when Spidey can't believe Stiltman was a mastermind behind the evil plan. And he asked Spider-Bite, do you think that's because he's tall? And so little Spider-Bite replies, Maybe. That's the best. Maybe. I like the songs that you put at the beginning of the podcast. Who is that singing? Oh, my friend. Oh. Who is that singing? That would be me. That would be my or song. Or is he talking about McKenna? That's McKenna's her as well. Of the song. I hope he doesn't think that it's the same person. <laughs> But yeah, the Fresh Start song was something that I, I did way, way back. And uh, if you do listen to, and I saw Johnny ended up following the DC uh, Twitter as well. Maybe he'll listen to that. A, li- a little different podcast when you get into that DC deal. Uh, you know, yep. it gets a little crazy over there. Uh, there's a lot of songs, especially this Eric, week. Eric sometimes can be terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> geez. Uh, and I end up, uh, yeah, re- no, that's the pop culture podcast where you oh, really, that's right. he really that's right. gets he gets bad you mean, you mean terrible as in risque. Yeah, yes. a lot of curse, a lot of cursing over no, on that no, side I of things. I enjoy what Eric says. It's, it's what I, I'll tell <laughs> I you. Like uh, call him out and Johnny, if you do, and I, I'm assuming he might check it out. First off, this week there's like seven songs. There's tons of songs on that. Uh, I have to get into the mode of Marvel, and I'll you start have to have doing parody songs. Burn you to be inspired. Yeah, that's what like. happened. And this week it was Eric. <laughs> it's a tribute to Eric. This whole this whole podcast. I have, I think, six songs I've, for I've Eric. I've only got to the first. Once yeah, so yeah, well, they, they keep going. There's a lot of <laughs> tributes, uh, but yeah, we, we do that. But I'll tell you that it's it would be a shock to go from listening to the Marvel podcast over to the DC, and I, I would I would like if people do that. But basically, everything that we do here. It's a reaction to what we did over there. You know, yeah. we curse a lot there, so we don't curse here. Uh, you know, we try to be a little more positive and pick books that we like. Over at the DC deal, we talk about every book. And this is, the, you know, it's almost like the Bizarro World podcast here, the deal. And, yeah. and I like the idea. <laughs> yeah, it actually it actually makes it different i i didn't want the marvel podcast to be just the yeah, dc podcast with marvel right. books so it is a yeah, little yeah. different thanks for your tips on comics for newborns baby fresno and iron the moon girl and wasp nadia is probably the nicest character in all of marvel comics and a good role model for baby fresno she's a girl and, and i'll tell you that's why i love the book and i even i did review this wasp and i said that basically even if you hate the book or say, boy, this is nonsense. There's nothing here. You can't hate Nadia in it. She's just so nice. She's a hugger. She is. Moon Girl number 42 was a great issue with the Lunella Spidey team up. I agree. Do you think Nadia should recruit Lunella for a girl? I do. I also think that she should recruit Gabby, even though Gabby will be a little bit too crazy for a girl, but I I would love it. Gabby will need an octagon installed in that uh, girl laboratory I, I actually, I'm telling you, I know that when she'll we, teach we, them the science of fighting. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll be talking about the book next, but just the idea that a lot of people use that book, use a couple other books as this battleground for that internet fight that I barely like to mention. You know, yeah. because I'm not on either side. Uh, just kills me that that a book that's just made that Jeremy Whitley who does the book you can tell he just wants to write a nice book that's all he's there for he yeah. wants to write a nice book that people can enjoy and an all ages deal and yet I've seen him getting attacked and that book getting attacked just because 
of what it is. And, and I, I give him props for having the agents of girl. That pretty much is just like, come at me, guys. I mean, if, if you want to be jerks here, I'll give you something to be jerks. But, you know, jerks on either side of that stupid fight can go pound sand. I read all the mags reviewed in episode 77. Invaders remains one of the top mags Marvel is putting out. Yes. I was not planning to read Symbiote Spider-Man, but I started picking it up after hearing your review on issue one, which you're really digging that book. I this do is like a well-crafted nostalgia mag that makes me back to takes me back to carefree days of the early 80s. I don't think this mag will win any Eisners, but it's fun, lighthearted yeah. read. Agents of so, Atlas some has of flaws. Peter David's better stuff in a while yeah. that he's put, he's put his name on. Agents of Atlas had flaws. There were too many characters with not enough time to get to know them, and the plot meandered like a dizzy duck swimming. All that said, I had a lot of fun with Agents of Atlas and planned on reading the whole series. I, I liked it as well because yeah. of the characters and just I want to know more about them. It yeah. just doesn't seem like Greg Puck's going to have enough time for yeah, it. They focused a lot on the characters we knew and not yeah. so much on the ones we didn't. Yeah, so hopefully with you know Miss Marvel leaving and stuff like that and y- you'll get a little more of the ones we don't know. I like to see Marvel to truly uh, I like to see Marvel to get truly international heroes. The whole issue took place outside the USA with foreign and ethnic Asian or American characters as you noted. The pair scene was awkward but it made a good point. There are many different cultures in Asia and they don't always get along and they don't and I think that that's where when again that was part of that fight on the internet uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they got that whole concept of that and didn't even read the issue they saw that one panel and then ran with it it kind of upset me what do you guys think of the video game tie in eh, it's okay I- I'm I'm uh, away from video games if it's now a mobile, I, need... it, I think it's a mobile type yeah. thing I don't I don't really play mobile video games too often yeah. so if, if I do get video game time it's on the PS4 yeah so he says thanks for, for another personally. great week of podcast look forward to what you review next uh, and that's what we're going to get on to now. Thanks, uh, Dispatch and uh, Johnny for emailing us. And let's get back to the books. All right. In the second half of books, we're going to start out with a book that we haven't talked about, something that you haven't really read and still haven't. I, I didn't tell you to go back and read or catch up on this. I told no, you. this is my first and yep, only so I told far. you. It's the Unstoppable Wasp. And I told you this is kind of a good jumping on point for people to just jump on and see, you know, if you like the tone. And, and really, to me... It it really does show. This isn't one of those where I'm like, Brandon, you have to read this because in my mind, I'm like, this is the best issue. And no, this pretty much is right out on Front Street. If you read this, this is what you're going to get in the series. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's fine. Uh, I I find it very uh, cute. And really, when you read it, you have to have sat there. It, it, the funny thing is, too. You, yeah, there's fun moments. You look at the, the cover yeah. and you're like, oh, maybe this is a little darker than I thought. You have Winter Soldier yeah, and like Nadia, but now. For a moment, it goes there. Pretty much, this is a, a gym book. And when, when I talk to people, and most of the people who would be listening to this now know that Gabby is one of my favorite characters. Well, Nadia is as well. Uh, and these, there's a trend going here, right? And, and I like <laughs> books that actually. To me, because I, it's a weird thing. I didn't read comics as a kid. I didn't read comics until I was, you know, much, much older, pretty much, you know, a couple of years ago with the DC stuff. Um, so I didn't have a time where you get that idea of, oh, when I was a kid, I liked Spidey because he reminds, I'm kind of maybe still in that phase. And so when I read a lot of books, one of the things I love, I always say I like to have fun with books. I also like just characters that are fun, that are nice. I mean, my favorite character in all of comics, and I don't want to upset Marvel Comics fans, uh, is Nightwing. It's And actually, it's Dick Grayson uh, of all his iterations. And basically, I always say, because his superpower is being a good guy. 
And that's what I like. And and usually you're only going to get that with younger heroes. The younger heroes that are involved in, you know, some of the biggest things that happen are uh, a boy doesn't want to date him or a girl looks the, you know, stuff like that. I actually yeah. like that. That makes the me, small that problems. makes me sm- smile. They're not involved that, but when they do get involved with stuff, you know, it can get heavy and stuff like this, which I'll talk about that in this book, but I like the way you know, they, they, they're actually looking at the world through the eyes of a younger character and things like that. They have hope. They have, you know, they, they haven't been beaten down like I did after I went to college and realized I was <laughs> nothing in this world. Like they, they still think they can change the world. So I like that stuff. And that's one of the reasons I do love this book. This book is not, in my mind, trying to do anything but have a good time and nothing but just, you know, smile. You get some smiles. You can have it. This is an all ages book. Uh, we already heard from Johnny Fresno. It was one of the books that I said he should read uh, with his newborn. I think this is a book that your daughter would like to read eventually. It's a little bit older than yeah. maybe your daughter. I would say that, you know, and, and not even just daughter, son as well. Uh, but probably around seven or eight would be like the the perfect age to start. But I'm way older than that, and I love it. But it is Unstoppable Wasp number seven. Uh, it is written by Jeremy Whitley, art by Alti Firmasea, who has just jumped on for the last two issues. Guerrero was the artist before, and uh, this Alti. She does a great job with the art. It really, you didn't miss a beat uh, with her jumping on. Uh, color artist Espen Grundenjartnjarn. I'm having problems with it. I'm telling you, you should see <laughs> no, this. And letter VCs Joe Karamanga. And Born to Hank Pym, the original Ant-Man. I'll read the whole thing since we've never talked about it. And his first wife, Nadia, was kidnapped as a child and raised in Russia's Red Room program. By reverse engineering her father's shrinking Pym particles, she was able to escape and travel to America to begin her life as a brand new wasp. Now she leads Genius in Action Research Labs. Yes, that is girl. A collective girl. of girl geniuses using science and engineering to change the world. After a difficult Manic episode, Nadia was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. With the support of her friend, she began seeing a therapist who pointing out that because her childhood was stolen by the Red Room, Nadia never got a chance to celebrate the small things in life. So it's time for her first birthday. And now with this, I can only imagine Gabby looking through the window just mad, <laughs> so angry that, that yeah, her and Laura in. haven't done that birthday deal, which we think is what how they're going to end that series. Yeah, they better. Um, so with this going in, the big part of that is the idea. Nadia did have bi- she has bipolar disorder, uh, something that even ties back to Hank having uh, the disorder and things like that. And when this came about in this book, it, it wasn't really a showboating thing. A lot of times these writers would be like, oh, man, I'm going to do this, whatever. It, I didn't even realize it until I read the issue. Now, in the back deal, and again, this might be one of the reasons I fell in love with this book as well. My wife has bipolar disorder. Before I knew what was going on in the, the book, I started seeing that Nadia had bipolar. That, that's how well he did. And he ended up getting like seven different doctors involved in writing these issues so that he didn't mess it up. This was not a heroes in crisis to throw shade. This was legit to the point, like I said, halfway through the issue, I thought to myself, oh my God, uh, Nadia has bipolar disorder. She is acting exactly like my wife. 
And it was heartbreaking. It really was. And I, I did a review and said that, uh, again, I'm not, I, I'm a, a guy who, you know, I'm a man. Where, where's my, where's my sound deal? I'm a man. I'm a man, I'm Brandon. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to be one of those guys who does not admit that he cries. We talked about it in Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, that, that issue of Wasp, it made me cry only because it's heartbreaking because I saw what's happening and where I thought that uh, Jeremy Whitley did. And I, I stress that if anybody has any issues or knows somebody that has uh, like bipolar disorder, go back and read the issues because what he does, he doesn't do what most writers would do. He doesn't play it off through the point of view of Nadia. He played it through the point of view of the reader and also those around her and the reactions that everybody around her had were reactions that people do have. Like, hey, you know, she got manic. She ended up wanting to solve all these problems. And she added that she stayed up for days. This is something that's very familiar in our house. And uh, the worst thing you can do is tell, hey, why don't you get a nap? Why don't you get some sleep? Because at that point, they they don't want to sleep or they don't yeah, think they have trigger. to sleep. They don't. Yeah. And you have to. It's very tough. It, it is a tough deal. And it, it on everybody, even the person with bipolar disorder, especially that, but even the people around it really played off well because he didn't have every agent a girl just like, oh, we, we love you. We're getting no, no. They, there were some problems. There were some reactions of what happens when these things. It was awesome. And then since then, she has gotten gone to therapy. And one of the things came up was she never had a birthday. The Red Room, they don't celebrate things like birthdays. Yeah. Uh, take I said your in my identity review, away, they, they, yeah, they take your identity away and celebrate stuff as best kill probably or you know stuff like that (laughs) so with that they're gonna have a birthday party for her so this is a one shot but it's more if you're reading it and if that really clicked with you the whole bipolar story and things like that because that makes this even more of of a thing and as you go through this and we're not going to go page for page with this but as you go through you can't help but fall in love with, with Nadia. I said earlier, she's a hugger. Anybody yeah, she meets, sweetheart. but also everybody here is just so good. It, it, it starts with Janet. She's throwing the deal there at Pim, uh, you know, lab and Scott Lang shows up and he brings Cassie. I mean, and basically greatest hit start. I mean, you know, yeah. Cass, Cassandra Starts Lang, fast Stinger. She's like, oh my God, we're going to be best friends. Oh, you know, and I, I know all about you. And they go, Viv shows up and Viv's funny throughout this whole thing because Viv's whole deal is because it's a birthday, because it's dealing with that. She's going to calculate how everybody in the Marvel universe is related to Nadia. And I think that Jeremy Whitley does a good job of pointing out there's some convoluted stuff that happened in the past. I mean, she is kind of related to so many including Viv herself because you know well you know Hank made Ultron Ultron made uh, Vision Vision is this and there's even like well I'm kind of your father but your deal and they go and they have fun with that as you go through pretty much you, you Miss Marvel Tigra Priya you you get all of the uh, the agents of girl as well but you get Miles Morales a really good scene a funny scene with Hercules yeah, it's like almost any character it feels like she's ever interacted yeah. with the show yep. and they're all just hanging out together hercules is great and i I'm, I'm telling you i'm not a huge fan of hercules but he's just like oh my you know remember that last time we teamed together like hey herc how are you i'm better than before you know hey i'm just distracting you because you're being hunted and she gets taken away and it's just her bouncing around between people uh tiger or tigra ends up loving you know hugging her she hugs everyone like i said there's a good moment with tony stark who's now you know dating janet and all 
all that? Well, it all leads to the idea of, well, and also you have on the cover where Bucky shows up and you're like, hey, I don't know if you remember me. Well, Bucky's the one who got these kids into the red room. Yeah, most See, of them captured you, you, in yeah, the Yeah, you end yeah. up having, you know, an issue. But in the end, Nadia even is like, you know what? I One of my earliest memories is that star on your arm. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I don't really remember you and stuff. She's like, it's okay. It's not your fault. And ends up hugging him. I'm like, oh, that's good. But yeah, this all it leads to them going to go out dancing. America Chavez comes, teleports her to this thing. And you're like, okay, what's going on here? Well, it's they go to this club that Viv almost spelled out earlier where these villains always show up and cause trouble so that they can have just a villain fight. And it's just a fun deal. And they're, they're fighting some characters. There's a million characters in this. So it's just this one shot. It's very nice. At the end, you have her get a message then from her mother, which is crazy. And that's where it it's ends. To be dead. And, and even at the one point, I, I even like Jarvis comes over at one point during the birthday party type deal when they're there. And, you know, he spells out and says, you know what? I watched your father struggle with, you know, the, the illness. Are you taking your, your prescribed deal? And then a big thing that he says, he's like, you know, take your therapy and this, this stuff seriously because I know the highs feel good. But it isn't worth it. You can't. And that is a problem. That is a problem that my wife has. It, legitimately, that's a deal where just think of thinking that everything in the world is the greatest thing ever. I mean, you want to think that. So if you take that medicine, it gets those highs a little less, but it gets the lows a little. But some people don't want to take the medicine because they love those highs where you think that you can you know, do a million things at once and stuff like that. So I really thought that that was a good moment. Again, if you're reading the book and know all that stuff and it, it kind of ticks with you. I don't want to go too much into this uh, again because this is kind of like a personal book for me that I really like. I just wanted to point it out. Um, but yeah, on the site, I gave it a nine. I thought it was great. I love the art. It's just fun. It, it does what it's supposed to do it, it's a fun book this is a fun story but it has that deal with the bipolar with it as well that makes it worthwhile to me uh what would you give it yeah i would probably give it a seven five ish uh i think it's a little older for my daughter but yeah. I, I still think there's fun moments in it and it's for uh you know aimed at younger kids yeah. definitely yeah it is um you know the cast of characters and the way they interact and things like that um i do i i find it to be fun and it was more fun than uh you know i anticipated actually being going into it and a a funny thing too is again it is i hate to say because uh, you know people get mad and yell at you and stuff like that and i'd hate to say like oh you know if you have a little girl you because yeah a little boy can like it as well but it is kind of targeted not just for girls because there's girls in it but it's also targeted for girls to realize that they can be smart and they can do things because even at the end i really like instead of a letters page at the end they always have nadia interviewing uh a scientist a a lady you know a woman who's done some things in different way you know different walks of life but a lot of science stuff and i think that that's a really cool angle there like and you have all these girl scientists and stuff and it made me laugh because i always do end up reading these uh the lady in this one actually went to the university of buffalo and was very happy to go there and ended up saying that she went there because she wanted to have a winner because she was originally from Panama, so she picked Buffalo. I'm like, why did you go to Buffalo? <laughs> but she went to Buffalo yeah. and said, actually, she wanted to be able to, to experience handling the cold 
and wanted to experience four season weather. And also she said to improve her English, she wanted to go somewhere where there was not many Spanish speaking people. So she picked Buffalo. Yeah. And it was kind of a, a neat little thing reading that, but I do like that. And, and it's always Nadia kind of, you know, Hey, can you, what do you think uh, encourage girls and do these things and, and develop stuff? And I really like it. I think it's really cool, but yeah, we're going to go on to the last book of the night and that is what brandon it's going to be x-force number seven written by ed brisson art beck is dylan burnett with damian crucero colors by jesus arbertoff and letters by vcs joe caramanga cable's mortal enemy strife in his mutant liberation army found rachel summers worse yet the mla is taken clan chosen hostage and with x-force severely injured with their last showdown with the transient military, Cable's had no choice but to leave through the time portal with Stripe as the MLA's captive. Yeah, yeah. And that's where we pick up here. They're trying to basically get that portal back yeah, together that's basically that's, that the was whole destroyed. Deal. Yeah, and you at go the back end and of, forth. What, two issues ago yep, at this yeah. point because we've had kind of two one shots in between. Yep. Recapping Cable and, and you, Stripe's history. You reviewed this on this site and you pointed out in the review. I, I was checking up on you. I always read all the yeah. reviews. But no, you even <laughs> mentioned the review, which we'll mention now. This is part one of four. That takes you to issue 10. It hasn't been that solicited past yeah. this. So it looks like this book's going to end at issue 10, um, which is a shame. But yeah, it, a little bit. It, it's a shame, but at least we're I getting like a solid story. Told, but it's, though, at yeah, this point. That's what yeah. I'm saying. We're, we're going to be done the story. I even think that at this point, it's getting stretched a little. And, and this issue definitely is all set up. And, oh, yeah, yeah. This and, one's um, fully set yeah, up. Yeah, it's just why I think it's a shame is I, I would have loved for this to continue so that we can see some more stories than just the kid cable. I mean, you, you even have in this issue where finally – some of them are like, no, no, that's not Kid Cable. That's Cable. We're finally getting yeah, that, but not like all of them. buying into them. And, and even some of our complaints from previous issues where characters weren't getting the shine they necessarily deserved. Like yeah. we spend a lot of time with Boom Boom here. Yeah, I like that. Um, Still, I think Domino's the odd girl out in this whole series. Yeah, he really, yeah she is a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a Domino-heavy issue. And yeah, then it no. moves away no, from I that think pretty that quickly and shame. goes back to Strife. Uh, the shame of this kind of ending at 10, I think, was the idea that you really didn't get all the yeah. characters. I wonder focused. if they just don't give her a lot of shine in this book because she's had her own series yeah, going I, on I, for I a while know. now. I don't know. I think that maybe. I mean, I I wouldn't think that at any time D, uh, Marvel would say, "Hey, let's do a ten issue series." Ten issues is weird. Uh, yeah, it but, is. So, it's definitely based on sales and what yeah, they anticipated. So I would think that Ed Brisson probably had his layout. And, and I, also I, this relaunch. Yeah, and I, I guarantee you at one point he had plans to go different routes with the different characters and things like that. And we're just not going to get to it. Uh, but yeah, Deathlock is there. He's working on the portal. Basically, the whole thing with Domino and Deathlock is, hey, uh, Deathlock, when is it going to be done? It'll be done when it's done. When is that going to be done? Done when it's done. That's all you get. It, it, it's him working on that while the rest of the team that are in our time are going to find parts to do that and then we shift to the future where we had had cable had been well not even captured he went with them remember at that one point he just said yeah willingly left so that he he could protect the team and he went there and he's just being tortured and he is legitimately basically like shut down everything that holds back that virus yeah and that's what's uh, happening in him and and it's taking The, the virus is taking over and you have strife basically saying listen you know, without the power dampener and your telekinetic abilities or whatever, you're just going to turn to metal and you're going to, and it's going to hurt. 
and it's going to take a while and I'm going to like doing it. But you can yeah. tell me what's going on, and uh, you know and you can sell way, out everyone. Everyone you know is going to yeah. die. And so. he's like, <laughs> "You can tell me what's going on, and we could see, you know, all this stuff. You can, you know, spill the beans, and you can save your clan a little." Though I, I would never have trust him. But he's like, "Clan Chosen's no, going yeah. down if you Everyone's don't tell me where way. Clan Ascani is." And he's like, "No, you know, I'm not going to tell because they wouldn't." And Flint Shard. Takes the brunt of it at first. Poor Flintshard. He he's yeah, done. He goes away quickly. Yeah, he gets burned up. And so as this is going on, uh, you you know you have this all with also Cronin there, the big blob. Who I I'm telling you, I don't know a lot of it these reminds characters. Me of Min- Minority Report is all. It's uh, I'm like telling a you, version of Minority this Report reminds to me. me of uh, Blade. Where they had that one big globally yeah. vampire that was like tuned into the internet and stuff like that, and I, I'm, I don't know much of these characters. I'll admit that I, they're essentially in this book to me to just move the plot forward when they need to, and, like because yeah. they're always like, "Oh, we can't do it," and then he's like, "You better do yeah. it," and then like, "Oh, we did it." And what they they're trying <laughs> so. to they're trying to get Rachel's mind right after yeah, what they're, Ahab they're trying did. To just, they're they're trying to, to do what they yeah, want to do. Yeah, they're they're trying to get his whole thing out of her head there. And uh, with that though, I can't. I just can't. Her mind is fractured. It'll be. I'm like I, I I'm. You're killing me. You know. And yeah. and what and they're you doing? Look gross. They're trying get to write, out of my pain. Yeah, get they're, out of they're my trying to. They, it looks like my dad when he'd sit on the couch watching wrestling. <laughs> that's what he'd look like. Uh, yeah, they're trying to uh, get the hound bit that Ahab have done. They're trying to get that out, which they do eventually in this. Uh, you do get Boom Boom and Warpath. Warpath is on the at the men. This is kind of the, they're just for, you know, some laughs where you have big old Warpath and he's reading Stable Hand Seduction. Yeah, he's reading which makes me laugh novels. just at the end because he said. Yeah, yeah he's reading Bargain Bin Grocery and, and, Store Well, and the thing is, they're in Transia. They don't have any English things there to read yeah, except those. He so he's get. reading those. And my again, to go back to my family, my mom would have a lot of these in the bathroom when no, I was a kid. And so I'd look, I'm like, Yeah, there's another co- what's what's Fabio gonna be dressed up on this cover? Oh, he's yeah. a he's a pirate, is he? That's what it would be. But yeah, <laughs> he's reading those, but I love when boom boom and you do get some boom boom here, and I like the dialogue a lot. But she's just stopping to see if he's okay. They're figuring out things. He says, you know, that is cable, that sort of thing. She starts reading the book and she likes it but she's gonna get out of there she's like okay i'm gonna go he's like by the way can you go and see if they have the stable hands scandal the next book because he's like i want to know what happens because now the stable hands future that the cattle rancher knows his indiscretions yeah, and i thought it was funny it. but yeah you, you go back to the future and they do end up you know kind of controlling rachel then and making her do this you know pretty much a projection yeah. through the sky that you know hey clan Ascani, come i they need you signal the clan I'm back. To come yeah, basically them. i'm back yeah. uh here we go ahead to ebonshire where and and this is all set up. It's also some of this, like that seems a little rushed, right? It's like all of a sudden they're like, yeah, well, we- that, that's what I'm saying. That anytime those big pink blobs come into play yeah. on, on the, it's a rust, kind of a rust scene to get to a to means to going. an end. Yeah. Because they're and like, then, yeah, you- like it, they're just buying time. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the present day, kind of waiting for this teleporter to work yeah, until and they it's can almost, just get and where that, they need to And be. as that's going on, Ed Brisson is going like he's lining up where he wants the future to be, where they take 
teleport into and stuff like that because stuff has to be going wrong while it's there. But yeah, yeah Ascani's there, or, or I mean, uh, Rachel's there. Hey, all Ascani clan, it's me. You know, you, you got us. Here I am. Meet me in Ebonshire. It's a trap, which Kid Cable knows. It ain't no Kid Cable anymore. Yeah. He, he is a monstrosity. He is a, I a said, bag of cables. The cable best thing right is now. <laughs> now he's just a bunch of cables. It looks yep. like, oh, he looks high. And I don't know if we've seen the end of Kid Cable when this ends at 10. I don't know how. I guess if you get the dampener and stuff, it can revert. Yeah, I but guess he can, he he is can turn really, himself back on he eventually. He is really, really in trouble it's in a bad way yeah you're having these ex- it's like coming out from his upper lip well, and, and i don't, the, yeah, I don't oh, even know how awful. that happens it looks like a, a mustache <laughs> it looks like he's got a hulk hogan mustache going on uh, but mm. with this whole deal you know you're gonna have hickman's x-men going we're gonna have all these things i don't know if we're gonna see kid cable after this this might be where he yeah. either well, the whole you know, x-men lineup either, to me yeah. is in well and, and kid cable right though now. this is ed brisson and he's this book will end i i would think in general you would you wouldn't kill him uh you know he'll be hey i'm gonna heal in this future you know maybe i'll smell you later and then we won't see him for until somebody else wants to use him we'll see i i don't know the solicits with that but i i would guess that he might be you know yeah. disappearing for a I mean, while based after this. on the pictures of jonathan hickman's x-men run you don't know what's gonna yeah, happen and I, so. why would he show up and use kid cable you yeah, know what i mean, I mean? there's, there's not, gonna be some version of the future yeah, x-men i yeah. just don't know what it's gonna yeah, look like so at this point that you do see that a clan Ascani is walking into a trap back in the uh, regular art time day 26 and Aniana Simkareya you have uh, you know the rest of the team there uh, Cannonball uh, you know and uh, what's his name I, I sometimes I forget that the guys in here but they're they're fighting it's uh, Cannonball and Shatterstar Shatterstar, yeah, Shatterstar yeah. Are fighting I get those two mixed up and when they're together, it throws me off. But they're 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 going. They're trying to get something to help out with this portal, things like that. They end up, you know, fighting these guys who they think were the they were called the zoo crew or the zoo family. And they're like, man, I thought they were at least yeah. going to be animals or something, you know, no, some mutants, but they lame. weren't. Or they'd be captured by crazy. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> these you know, mecha kind of robots from the circle come down to fight them. And like, all right, finally a real fight. So that's going to continue on. You go back. I mean, you're just jumping back and forth, and yeah, then you do goes, yeah, you do get what I think is the most important thing in this. Then is where strife talks, and we had we had talked about this before in this, but this is spelled out pretty good. Strife's deal with Kid Cable and Cable in general, where he should have he thinks that he should have been the guy who took over in the Age of Apocalypse yeah, or one, Apocalypse, but he's, but he's, he's just worthy. a clone, and I'm not your dirty clone. They called me an imposter, a gene copy. How dare you? They even have that's Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix miniseries, and he's like, I know that's not true. I'm gonna lead all this. Uh, but I mean, Kid Cable is just awful. He's just yeah. He, I apart. don't even know if you can hear and, him at this he point. Says, He's got you know things what? growing yeah, out of and, his ears. At this point, he even says, "You know, I don't even need you anymore." Clan Ascani is walking to Ebonshire into this trap. Uh, they're cattle of slaughter. I don't need you. I just want to watch you suffer. You're going to suffer like I did. And I'm going to watch and I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, and it goes from that. And, and again, he even says, and I like the line, the good guys have finally won because he thinks he's the good guy. 
And that's yeah. you know some of the some of the worst villains there are the ones who think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, I always you think know, so. they're, they're not you know bank robbers or something. They're the guys who want to change the world because they think they have the right plan, and it never works out. And then you go back to Transia, and Deathlock has figured out how to fix this, and it ends up being boom, boom's boom deal that is the last bit of energy they need, and they're walking into the portal to go to the future. There you go. That it, it's very quick uh the you end, know yep. yeah the end and it is all set up i like the idea that you know we get more of strife's motivation which if you know who strife is it's nothing new that's yeah, what his motivation is anyway but you see that he's a bad guy you see that they better get there and save kid cable quick i like the idea that some of the uh some of the x-force are going you know hey kid cable is not kid cable anymore he's not an imposter he's cable i i i realize that not not the whole team but that going on but the art's good. The art's great. I love the art. Uh, Dylan Burnett is one of my favorites. I saw you said on the uh, site that it is a uh, he's getting to be like a must buy when he's on the book. Yeah, I, like yeah, I really like him. So, but overall, this is set up. What did you give it? I gave it a seven eight, like just under an eight. I'm excited for kind of where it took things by the end, but it was just kind of. Uh, hold the characters in place in present day and kind of move things forward a little bit in the future. So you, you build some anticipation for what's to come. Yeah. Like, I do really enjoy the art. Uh, so that's kind of a, a nice chunk of the score there. But it's still, uh, you know, as far as the X-Men lineup of books goes, one of the ones I look actually forward to that comes yeah, out. Yeah, I'm with so. you. Yeah, I give it a seven. Uh, and I like it. It's, you know, a positive seven, but it's a seven because what it is, it's all set up. It, yeah. You know, you still have... You know, you, you might have started this book with too many characters anyway. Uh, and now, especially with, you know, having Strife being a major thing and stuff like that, that you have to pay attention to him in the future and things as well. So, yeah, a lot of the X-Force never had a lot to do. Uh, I think that he's just going with that now and, and we're heading to the end, which is a shame because I would have liked to have seen what went on later because the team is fun. Even like a Deathlock who, that first issue, solid gold comedy, but he's kind of had to be shoved yeah, aside. Well, yeah, I say because there's just too many characters, but I love Dylan Burnett's art. So, yeah, seven out of ten. And that's the deal. Obviously, my book of the week, actually, uh, of the podcast we'll go with was the Free Comic Day Avengers, which I really, really loved, especially for the Savage Avengers deal. Uh, I guess yours was what? What was your book of the night? What get, uh, got I think your Spider-Man best free comic Just book the free day, comic And then if day. I had to give it to a real issue, I guess X-Force. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a real issue. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? But yeah, that Not is the end of the book. podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, yeah, go over to the Patreon. I did want to mention on the Patreon, again, we have a weekly spotlight that has two books that we talk about only on the Patreon podcast. They're usually about an hour long when we talk about these two books. We do put up a poll and the bad butt level of the patreon gets to pick usually in a way that tries to screw brandon that's talking about yes, star wars trolling me uh, at this point. and it looks like that's the case again at least now now i'll tell you giant man number one seems a shoe and that will be on patreon only that has a lot of votes uh the next one though is star wars age of rebellion lando calrissian number one and i'm a big lando fan you are not. I'm <laughs> no, telling you, and I say you are not. It's not that you don't like him. You just don't care about him. You don't yeah, know much about him. I so. don't have any Yeah, so we'll him. see how that goes. But we're all going to yeah, go on that. And yeah, like I said, go over to patreon.com slash weird science. Check that out. Go and see our reviews on weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. And that's about it. And we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Later. 
and a mouse keep running, running and 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 running,